Candace and Mary Sumter. Long Mary Alexander. Praying for Reverend James Thompson, Bernetta Pearson, and Michael Jones Jr. Praying for Ernestine Rose, Lily Turner, Myrtle Gunn. Lifting up Carol Blevins, who's in the building today. Sadie Turner and Leonard Tolbert and Willie Wyndham. We're praying for Brenda and Charles Rock. Lifting John Lewis, Monica Brunel, Willie Mae Davis, Marlena Jackson, who is in the choir stand, who pressed her way. Beverly Focus, who is here today. Praise God. We are lifting up Rhonda Brown, Jackson, Faith, Virginia, Daddy. Praying for Laura Popwell, Major Jordan, Era McCray, Maxine Osby, Marita Payton, Joseph Harris, Jennifer Warren, Thompson McShane, Irene Brown, Irma, Sean Harvest, Linda Mayfield, Marlene Cole, Marvin Lott. Pray for Mark, Rob Martin, Pamela Morris, Howard Jones, Marcus Sibley, Deborah Blessed, who's in the building today, Ruby Clerk, Edward Sullivan, Byron Brooks, Juanita Cooper, Wanda Kimbrough, Marcel Barnes and family, Shanna Anderson, Prentice Bird and family, Shanna Anderson and family, Tamara Ransaw who's in the building, Albert Cheney, remembering the people of Ukraine, remembering the people of the state of Israel, remembering the immigrants, remembering our communities today. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, will come before you to lift these names today, O God, and to ask, O God, that you would have mercy upon those whose names we have lifted today. God, you know everything they stand in need of. You know what's going on. You know their circumstance. You know what they're wrestling with, God. And God, we know that in spite of whatever they're going through, we can attest that our God is able. Our God is able to meet each and every one of these persons at the point of their need. So God, we have asked that you would touch and have mercy upon them. Have mercy upon them. Have mercy upon them. Have mercy upon them. For those, oh God, who are battling illnesses, God, have mercy upon them. Give them a sense of your strength and your Have mercy upon them. For our children, oh God, and for our communities, oh God, have mercy upon them. For this church, oh God, that has been standing here 121 years, God, have mercy upon us. The work we're trying to do, oh God, we ask that you will continue to open doors for us, oh God. Grant us favor in high places, oh God, so that we can do the work of that you've given to our hands. Have mercy, oh God. For we can declare that mercy suits our feet. Have mercy, oh God. We thank you today, God. We thank you today. Somebody say it's been so good, so we say thank you. Somebody else said he brought us a mighty long way. And we say thank you. Somebody said he opened the door. I thought was closed. Thank you, God. You did a bridge over top of water. Thank you, God. You healed my body, God. Thank you, God. Have mercy, O God. We lift now this prayer upon the wings of the Lord. And we place this prayer at thy feet. So that all wise God be mercy. 
for his name we pray. And all of God's people say amen. Amen. And amen.
But at this time, I would like to be to stand and give honor to the legendary, the legendary. Jane Jones. I have known um, our speaker for the last 10 years, and um, she's actually a, a great friend to our family. Um, through her ministry of Glory Light Ministries, I have learned about the power of prayer. And I have learned that through the power of prayer, anything is possible. And when I say anything, I mean anything is possible. Um, I have um, heard her speak, and when she speaks, you know it's coming directly from God. Amen. Because what she gives you is not what she says, not what we want to hear, but sometimes we learn that the Word of God is sometimes a little harsh. And Dr. Jane Jones gives it to you straight. 
you know, a little bit of color oil, no sugar behind it. Um, she is the um, one of the ministers at Fellowship. And you know what? I'm not going to prolong you with all of her accomplishments. I'm just going to let her come to you in her own way. But before she comes, the next singing voice that you will hear is our own Corral. Thank you and have a lovely day. I don't feel no way back. I I know we did it, but I'm not going to 
So, Lord, we just ask that you just bless our time on today, anoint our ears to hear, anoint our hearts to receive what it is that you would say on today. So, Holy Spirit, we just ask that you release your glory light in this place. Let the words out of my mouth and the meditations out of my heart be holy and acceptable in thy sight because you are my rock and redeemer. So we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. Amen. And I also want to give special thanks because my husband is here today as well as her. Stand up and wave. And my son is all the way in the back. So I really appreciate them coming out to support me. I'm not sure if there's a game on it or not, but I appreciate them, right? We know Sunday's off for football for some of you guys, right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. So again, for those who's viewing online, God bless you. Welcome. And those who will go back and watch the replay. Amen. God bless you. So the text that you've already heard about or heard for today's theme is Proverbs 31:25. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in the time to come. The theme is the power and the strength of a woman. And I will be reading throughout from different translations just to give a little bit more depth of that same scripture. But also, I want to talk today from the subject, clothe yourself in garments of strength and dignity. Amen? Clothe yourself in the garments of strength and dignity. I was reading an article out of Forbes Woman, and I was reminded that once again, like the model in the magazine versus the average woman, some still find it hard to differentiate, right, between the reality star and the average woman. Back in the day, many of you remember daytime soap operas, right? All my children, one life to live, lots of them, many of them, right? You could miss months of watching and tune back in and in minutes, pick right back up where you left off. Easy to get caught up. So why was that? Because it repeated poor behavior and sin, adultery, murder, fornication, alcoholism, you name it, they had it. Causing many of us who watch to cheer on and to put sin in ungodly behavior. I even remember talking to a lady who ended up in the hospital. And when she got out, I went to see her. And you know, she told me that she lost her mind because she was watching soap operas. And so today, reality TV shows are producing female frenemies. The woman on the reality TV and the everyday woman are becoming one and the same. Could it be possible that the woman on reality TV is now the representative of the woman next door? My God. If this is the case, women might have an even tougher time while moms try to get their teenage daughters and to refrain from being bullied or bullied. And women try to slowly eliminate that worn-out phrase. Ooh, put a bunch of women in the room together, and you're going to sure enough get a cat fight. The sentiment is repeatedly echoed by the reality TV that show women cat fights, drama, drama, and more drama. Unless you're fully off the grid, There's no isolating yourself from these shows' influence. Sure. You may be thinking that watching an episode of a reality TV show every once in a while, that it's not likely to distort our brains. But long-term exposure to dozens of shows that reinforce the same misconceptions are surely 
to have some impact on a person's worldview. Taking reality tea seriously also means holding it accountable for its frequent awfulness. Then we've got to make the effort to understand that it is most deep-rooted seasons and storylines are communicating to us about who women should be, what we should believe, and what our values are. You with me? So to avoid feeling overwhelmed with what seems an unreachable standard of womanhood, we need to remember the context of Proverbs 31. Did you know Proverbs 31 was written to help men celebrate accomplished women in their lives? The lessons of diligence, integrity, and self-sacrifice. Proverbs 31 exceeds gender and can serve as guidelines for both men and women. So men, fellas, listen closely. Here in this text, we learned that it was King Lemuel that wrote of the woman who clothed herself in strength and honor. In his beautiful description of a virtuous lady which, with, whose work is far greater than jewels and who smiles confidently at the future. Although Proverbs 31 identifies a certain king Muir as its author, some scholars believe that the otherwise unknown king was actually King Solomon. Regardless of authorship, Proverbs 31 is often looked to for its clever advice, which the author attributes to his mother, including the importance of clothing oneself in virtue. It was written to advise men on how to appreciate the woman in their lives. It is also important to keep in mind that Proverbs 31 was written for a male audience. The proverb advises men on how to conduct themselves and what to look for in a future bride. Notably, the proverb directs men to pray, hallelujah, such women if they are lucky enough to find them. Amen. So come with me as I take a brief walk through Proverbs 31 and share what it teaches us. So Proverbs 31 verses 1 through 9 is advice given to a king to reign well. Verses 10 through 31 is a discussion on what a king should look for in choosing an ideal wife. The text is describing a good wife. Uh, verses 10 through 12, a blessing to her husband. She is honest and supportive. Verses 15 through 17, protective of her household, nurturing and hardworking. And then verses 18 through 20, help to her community. Business uh, savvy yet charitable. And then verses 22 and 24, mindful of caring for herself too. Self-care isn't selfish. So she is polished in appearance and skilled in a craft. And then verses 25, 26, and 30, faithful to God. She is God-fearing and clothed with inner beauty. Man. So it is in Proverbs 31, 25, and I'm reading out of the NIV, that we hear that well-known phrase, she is clothed with strength and dignity. Honor, man. She is clothed with strength and dignity. Women. We, how can we faithfully live this way today? 
Proverbs 31 and 25 has been a battle cry for women for thousands of years because women are often portrayed as the weaker sex or as being meek, mild, and silent. But this could be further from the truth. <laughs> as women, we were the crown of creation. When God created women, he did so not as second to man, right? Not as a second citizen, not beneath man, but to complement man. Amen? Like the wings of an airplane, the oars of a boat, or the spoke on a bicycle. Both are needed. And as women, we were created as warrior helpers to men. She is clothed with strength and dignity. So women, let me share four ways that we can faithfully live today clothing ourselves in dignity and strength. First, Look at dignity in an undignified world. Dignity is such a hard word to describe sometimes. Dictionary.com defines this as the state or quality of being worthy of honor or respect. Or a sense of self-respect. But what God is talking about in this verse isn't demanding respect. It's our inherent, inherent value and worth as human beings. In today's modern world, we are still seen as women as sexual objects. We base our value on outward appearances. It is not just men who continue to carry on this stereotype. It's women too. Amen. It's also the media and advertising. Why? Because a beautiful woman can sell just about anything. It causes women to think, I need to look like her. I need to dress like her. I need to act like her. I need to lose weight to be her. I know people who look in the mirror and they see themselves, they see Beyonce. This is because the world is stripping us of our dignity of being princes, warriors, hallelujah, and co-creators with God. Come on. The enemy knows the fastest way to tear down this world is to go after our modern day Eve. He knows how to make us feel insecure. And so does the advertising industry. And we seem to default to the enemy and the messages of this fallen world. But a dignified woman she realizes no one can fulfill the calling um, God has on my life except me. I need to dress like me. I have God's attention. I need to act like me in this situation. I need to take my cues from the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I need to love how God created me. I need to treat my body like a temple. Well, you look at dignity in an undignified world. Second, put on strength and dignity. Society attempts to portray the 30, the Proverbs 31 woman as a weak, lifeless doormat. But as scripture shows, again, this could be further from the truth. A woman who serves the Lord is strong. Lord is strong. Proverbs 31 and 17 points out that she sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. This biblical woman works with wool and flax, 
plants a vineyard, conducts profitable chair training, feeds her household, and reaches out to the poor. This girl is living. She's wise, creative, and accomplished. And she honors God with her strength, time, and talent. Amen. You with me? In the 21st century, we can honor the Lord in the same ways with our time and with our unique strength and ability. Romans 11, 29 reminds us that God has called and gifted us to serve him, enjoying joy and a sense of anticipation comes as we use our uniqueness to bring him honor. A woman who serves the Lord lives a life of dignity. Reflecting on verses 11, 12, and 23, her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. Her godly dignity overflows to her family, and she gets or she sets a standard of Christ-centered honor and respect in her community. She is trustworthy, and it, this is evident to those around her. Single women are also called to a life of adventure and service, using their individual gifts and talents to honor God in their circles of influence. Garments of strength and dignity are for all women who long to glorify the Lord with their lives. Amen? So the first way, look at dignity in an undignified world. And then second, put on strength and dignity. Third, we clothe ourselves in strength and dignity. In describing the ideal woman's inner beauty, verse 25 speaks of her spiritual attire by telling us that she is clothed with strength and dignity. Scripture often uses clothing to symbolize a person's spiritual state. Here, the ideal woman understands the importance of living life with courage and virtue and wears these qualities in the way she carries herself and interacts with others. Amen? So today's modern woman can be dressed in strength and dignity. These two pieces of pieces of garment clothe us from the inside out. So when we choose our clothes each day, we lay them out with the purpose in mind. Are we taking care of the kids? Are we going for a run? Are we attending church? Are we giving a speech? Are we headed to the workplace? Are we on a date? Our clothing is our personal style, our way of showing the world a bit of our personality and character that we may not express in words. Man, but let us not forget to complete our outfit with strength and dignity. Dignity has the potential to change the world. But only if people, women like you, help to spread its profound message. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you how. So pick up that beautiful garment of strength and dignity. Wear it every day and look to the Lord. You with me? My first way of wearing strength and dignity is look at dignity in an undignified world, put on strength and dignity. We clothe ourselves in strength and dignity. And then my fourth and final way that we 
today where strength and dignity is our garment is laugh at the day to come. Laugh at the day to come. What a phrase. <laughs> you think about Proverbs 31:25 near the end of this chapter describing this woman who displays the glory of God in her life and her marriage and her family. The description of her in verse 25, strength and dignity, are her clothing. It is a picture of courage and integrity, strength and dignity in her. And then the Bible goes on to say she laughs at the time to come. Because these life-changing garments of strength and dignity, the Christ-centered woman can last at the days to come. Psalm 112 and 7 remind us she doesn't fear the unknown because she knows the anchor of her soul. We know it's so much out there that causes fear and trauma. But this woman here, because of these life-changing garments of strength and dignity, the Christ-centered woman can last at the days to come. Her hope doesn't come from power uh, and the intimidation of others or wealth. The woman of godly character places her trust in the living God, and she lives to touch others in his name. Hallelujah. She's not afraid of what's coming in the future. She's confident. She's strong. Her strength doesn't come from herself. She is clothed with strength by God. Yes. She can last. Because she has lived so wisely and is prepared for what may come in the future. She can laugh at the aging that is unavoidable because she does not think like the women of the world who worship beauty and youth. She looks forward to growing spiritually and in wisdom. The godly woman trusts God and leads not to her own understanding. Hallelujah. She is filled with the Holy Spirit and lives in the freedom of Christ. She has laid down her life and taken up her own cross. From there comes strength and dignity. Now, she can laugh. At the days to come, because she trusts in God's plan for her life. So again, my first point was look at dignity in an undignified world. Put on strength and dignity. We clothe ourselves in strength and dignity and laugh at the day to come. The whole picture here, at the close of the book of Proverbs, the very end of this chapter is, she fears God. Amen. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. So as I conclude, help me close this message. A strong woman is a woman of strength. So as I share the qualities of a strong woman, and these qualities or character traits describe you, won't you stand to your feet and begin to praise God and remain standing? Come on, you going to help me close? Yeah? But a strong woman works out every day. To keep her body in shape. But a woman of strength kneels in prayer and keeps her soul in shape. Hallelujah. A strong woman isn't afraid of anything. But a woman of strength shows courage 
in the midst of fearful situations. A strong woman, come on, praise God with me. Won't let anyone get the best of her. But a woman of strength, she gives her best to everyone. A strong woman makes mistakes and avoids the same mistakes in the future. Amen? But a woman of strength, she realizes that life mistakes can only be God's blessings and capitalizes on them. Come on, let's praise God. A strong woman, she walks sure-footed and confidently. But a woman of strength knows that God will keep her from falling. A strong woman wears the look of confidence on her face. But a woman of strength wears grace. Hallelujah. A strong woman has faith that she is strong enough for the journey. Hallelujah. But a woman of strength has faith that it is in the journey of surrendering to God that she will become strong. Hallelujah. A strong woman is ambitious. A strong woman of strength is loving. A strong woman of strength is optimistic. She stands for what she believes in. A strong woman of strength has integrity. Hallelujah. A strong uh, woman of strength is clothed in God's strength. Amen. A strong woman of strength is filled with the Holy Spirit and lives in the freedom of Christ. Hallelujah. So as you just start praising God, thank you, Lord. You start getting your strength back. Come on. Even if you step out in the house, when you start worshiping God, he'll give you new strength. Hallelujah. When you start worshiping and praising God, he'll give you strength for the things ahead that you don't even know that's coming. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we glorify you. Hallelujah. God, you're worthy. You are the awesome God. You are mighty God. Hallelujah. Come on, I want you to rejoice. God, for the things to come. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's where our strength from comes from. That the joy of the Lord is our strength. So the more you pray for the more strength you have, the more peace you will have. Hallelujah. Man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let me close in prayer. Thank you, Lord, that you have clothed these women, even these men, in garments of dignity and strength. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the reminder, God, to live a life full of strength and dignity, regardless of what's happening in the world. So, Lord, we ask you on this day to give strength for someone that's weak, to give faith and hope, to refuel their hearts with faith, with hope, and with love. We thank you for this beautiful church, for these women, for this pastor, God, that you will continue to pour out your spirit amongst them, God. Do something new. Do something special. Give them the strength to continue forth the plan for this house, for their lives. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard and nor has it entered into the heart the great things that you have for your people. So we thank you and we praise you and we'll forever give your name all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Thank God and amen. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Let's church say amen. Come on, let's give God an offering of praise for Dr. King Jones. Come on, you can do better than that. Praise the Lord. At this time, we extend an invitation to anyone who's here today that might want to give their life to the Lord. If that person is you, now is the appointed time for you to come. If you don't have a church home where you have not been connected 
to a house of prayer. We want to extend an invitation to you to join with us here at Ebenezer. The doors of the church are open. This is your invitation to join with us here at Ebenezer. You can come by letter, by Christian experience. You can come as a brand new convert. That means you have never uh, prayed the prayer of salvation. You have never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. Won't you come at this time? If that is you, come. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Now is the appointed time. Thank you. 
Um, one of the things that I wanted to uh, let you know is the purpose of the color that you're wearing, the orange and white. The color combination signifies creativity, enthusiasm, success, balance, and purity. And when I look at the women in this church, that's exactly what I see. Because each of you, each of us, have gone through many, many different things in our lives. And to be able to come through those things, you know, they might have been sad, they might have been things that hurt you, but you came through it and you still look good. You don't look like what you've been through. None of us look the way we've been through. And some of us have been through trying things. And so the fact that I chose the colors orange and white shows you and lets you know that no matter what you go through or whatever you do, you are more than a conqueror. I want to thank everybody for coming in today and celebrating our woman, um, our womanhood. We also like to say, once again, we appreciate Pastor because it's also Pastor's Appreciation Month. So we would like to, Pastor and our associate uh, minister, Minister King, we'd like to thank you. Minister Derek, we'd like to thank you. But most of all, thank you to all the lovely women out here. This is also Women's Heritage Month, I believe. So, again, thank you for everything that you've done, and please enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Also, with the altar flowers, I wanted to say, um, Sister Oliver, first of all, beautiful, beautiful. You, um, if you do us honor, take an altar flower, all right? And... First Lady, you take the other altar flower because you deserve it. Both of you do. So once again, thank you so much. Let us stand for the benediction. We celebrate all pastors. Mary Alice Gray Grant, Reverend Mary Alice Gray Grant. Y'all show some love to her as well. one of my first and bestest Sunday school teachers. So when she say amen, that, that, that rears my spirit because she had a hand in it. And I certainly want to let Minister Derry uh, and Minister King know how much I appreciate them um, uh, as we celebrate Minister Appreciation Month. As we prepare to walk from this place, but never from God's presence. I want to remind you that we will have lunch upstairs. You are cordially invited. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful fellowship, so make your way to our dining hall, dining room uh, in the next building. As we look to heaven and now unto him who is able to keep you from falling, to him who is able to present you for his father with exceedingly great joy. So the all-wise God be dominion and power, honor, and glory now, henceforth, and forevermore, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Go in God's peace.
Thank you. 